have a story you want to see on the channel, go to asthravendreams.com slash submit, or check the links down below. And thank you. Has anyone else fast-forwarded in time while exercising? I gained 17 minutes on a one-hour run mysteriously. For a TLDR, it's like I was zapped 17 minutes forward on a run, making a normally one-hour run into a one-hour and 17-minute run. And for the reasons I'll explain below, that's weird. I've been running for over two decades now. Because I've run so much, it may be the thing I know best in life. Right now. I know how long my runs usually are, how fast I run, all the details. Normally, I run for one hour on the beach. An ocean beach in San Francisco. That means a 30-minute run out, and a 30-minute run back. Let's call those the two legs and normally the difference between the legs is on the order of one to two minutes. Yesterday, I experienced something abnormally greater than that, which I still can't puzzle out. My run started very normally. I remember on my way out the door, looking at the stove clock, and thinking it's a little past 10, you know, 10.04 or something, I cross the street, and there's kind of a big group of ravens on the ground. I plowed through the middle of them. I wasn't trying to be rude or to purposefully antagonize them. The path to the beach went through their group. Maybe one of them moved away from me, hopped a few feet away. I was a little disruptive, but not, at least I don't think, excessively so. It felt like one of them glared at me, but I didn't make much of it. So, I get to the beach very close to where I live. It's windy and cold, and this will become important later. I decided to go right this time instead of my usual left. I check my watch. It says something 21. To explain the vagueness, I used to run with my phone, but it's damn heavy. And of course, a phone is precious, and... I don't want it getting water or sand in it. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere, as a wise man once said. So, I got this cheap wristwatch on the internet. The cheapest possible wristwatch, which isn't even set to the accurate time. I just know that if I start at 6.21 on the watch, and I want to run for an hour, as I did this time... I need to turn around at 6.51, to be back home at 7.21. Most days when I run, I run every other day, I finish within 2-3 to three minutes of that. It varies very little. So, I do my usual run. Nothing too noteworthy happens. At one point, I see a guy running his ATV on the sand, and I think he's not supposed to do that. The first time I'd seen him out, I saw him one other time, I saw him in a construction vest and a helmet, and I thought he was working for the city. But this time, I thought, I think he's doing that on purpose. 
He wants people to think he's on official city business. Really, he doesn't want to be identified, thus the helmet, because he's not supposed to be using his ATV here on the sand. Then, shortly after seeing him, I see a kid standing on a small sand cliff and yelling. He's just yelling at nothing, going like, ah, ah, loudly, towards a spot that I passed through. At first, I wondered if that was mentally disturbed person I've seen in the area, who I've also seen yelling around here, life in San Fran, but he seemed younger, like 10, and wearing a nice puffy jacket. I get close to the turnaround point. I thought about checking my watch earlier, but I decided, no, I don't want to tease myself with being able to turn around when it's not time. I'll check it when it's closer to the time. So... I check at what seems like the earliest possible turnaround point, and it's something 08. Huh? It should have been something 51. I do the math, around 17 minutes off. Did the watch malfunction? I'm not sure. How did this run take so long? I run back. I note, weird, that kid is still yelling. He was yelling 15 minutes ago, and he's still yelling. Whatever. The ATV guy is still there, a little past him. On the way back, we seem to stay in each other's sights. As he's headed in my direction, goes past it, and then comes back. This time, I'm much more focused at the end of my run on my watch, and it reads, perfectly, exactly as expected when I finish, something 38. It took 30 minutes. We're back in normal time now. The watch isn't malfunctioning anymore, if it ever was. Notes, it wasn't. So, I remember now. I have a second source of truth. I looked at the stove when I left. I checked it when I get back to my room. It says 11.23 or so. Weird. That matches up with what I would expect if the wristwatch time is accurate. So, the run took one hour and 17 minutes. But how? I decide to check Google Maps for the first leg of the run, how long that would take at that speed. According to Google Maps, 47 minutes is how long it would take to walk to the turnaround point, which seems about right, if I had actually walked. But first of all, I was running. I know it. And secondly... Even if I had been walking, I would have been frigid from the sea wind and getting continuous feedback from my body to run and warm the hell up, because I was dressed in shorts and a t-shirt. I'm not so physically tough that I can walk in 60 degree weather into a stiff ocean breeze and not even notice. I would notice every second and be very uncomfortable. In fact... I went out today and tried walking in that outfit and was like, yeah, confirmed. This is very cold and very unpleasant. I only walked for one to two minutes and noticed that I was cold and disliking it the whole time before turning around back to return to my place. One more thing, as a runner, when you run in one direction and then come back the way you came and are faster on the way back, They call that negative splits. 
Normally, it's like, you know, I finished two minutes faster. Hooray. It's not easy. This time, in my negative splits, I finished almost 50% faster, like two decades ago. I could occasionally, with maniacal focus, pull off a negative split, but never anything of this order. Even a measly 10% improvement would have been impressive. This blows that away. I'm decades older now, too. So, I don't get it. It's like from one second to the next, I was catapulted 17 minutes into the future. There was no perceptual tell for me. It was a totally normal run. Totally normal experience, except I lost 17 minutes of it. I'll finish by mentioning a couple things that could or could not be relevant. There was a story of a runner disappearing in the Bay Area. Someone said it sounded like David Polide's story, the missing 411 guy. I said no it doesn't. It sounds like a normal runner falling off a trail, nothing eerie about it. I commented on this and then went on my run. They were very close together. Then, this morning, I had a dream that I remembered where one moment stood out. I was in a very dreamlike situation in a classroom auditorium. There was a bowling ball that rolled loose from high up in the seats where I was and rolled down to the bottom of the auditorium. I chased after it. At the bottom, I remember I was swaddling it in a cloth and moved it next to a little door, like a fairy door. And then I remember thinking, move it away, the fairy folks aren't going to like that. And I had a feeling that I'd screwed up but I'd try to make it better, and I would try to make the attempt. And I swaddled it and moved it away from the door a little. I don't have any good explanation for all this. I'm sure my run was 17 minutes longer than usual, all on one leg, too, on what should have been the faster one. I got more confirmation of this today, when I checked to see what time 21 on my wristwatch meant on the stove clock, and it was 04, exactly as expected. Everything suggests that the run took 1 hour and 17 minutes, except that time is so much longer than I would have had to have been walking it on the way out. And I would have had to have been so much faster on the way back that it's like I found a power-up which just doesn't compute. My take? I have no idea what happened, but I'm going to be more respectful around the ravens next time I run across them. Next time, I'll take the long way around them. Still, not really an answer, and while I don't think I'll get one, I would like to know if anyone else has experienced something similar. So, to preface, I found this sub today and went down the rabbit hole with everything that people have experienced. I kept thinking, man... What's the closest experience I've had to something like that? Well, it may not fit this sub perfectly, but there's one thing I realized I've always been ominously at a loss for an explanation. A few years ago when I was in college, I went home to visit my family for a holiday, whichever one it was. Nothing was out of the ordinary. I lived about two hours from my hometown, so... I visited rather frequently. 
I never liked going back home to visit because my parents went to bed around 8.30pm and the house was an open design with wood floors. So, the acoustics in the house made every step sound like I was hammering a bass drum. Not to mention, they never closed their door when they went to sleep, and I had to walk past their room if I wanted to go to any other part of the house. My room was at the end of a 20-foot hallway, and my parents' room was the next to the entrance of that hallway. Well, that night when I was visiting, I went to grab a beer around 2am from the fridge in the garage. I tiptoed with my socks on, as ridiculous as it is to keep the house silent, and grabbed a couple of bottles so I wouldn't have to do it again soon. On my way back to my room, I took a left to walk down the hallway, my back facing the open door of my parents' room, and I heard a sound that quite literally sent shivers down my spine. As I turn to take a left down the hallway, I hear the most distinct and terribly loud boo, as if a grown man shouted at the top of his lungs, about five feet above and behind me. I know how ridiculous that sounds, but it was clear as day, and immediately both of our family dogs in my parents' room start barking and ran towards where I was. I'm so grateful for them barking, I would be convinced I lost my mind if it wasn't for that. My stepfather has a nickname for me, Boo Boo, because that's what my little sister called me when she was too young to actually pronounce my name. It was nearly pitch black in the house. No lights were on and I got around just from my years of experience living in the house. The second I hear the boo... I turn around and face my parents' open door. I thought it was my stepfather yelling at me for being up so late, and it was too dark to see if he was standing at the threshold of the door. I just assumed he was. Without hesitation, I run into my parents' room, honestly hoping it was him that said something. I wake them up in a panic, saying, Did you say something? You said something to me, right? In a sleepy, delirious state, they say, What the hell are you talking about? I asked them if they heard that loud boo, or boom, it kind of sounded like both, and they look at me like I'm on drugs. To this day, I'm sure that's what they think, but the strangest part is that neither of them heard the dogs lose their minds, which bothers me because saying my mom is a light sleeper is an understatement. After waking my parents and begging them to tell me they said something to me, I go to my room and called my best friend. I can still remember to this day the way the hairs on the back of my neck stood up while describing to him what happened. After ending the call, I still felt the hairs on the top of my forearms stand straight up for at least an hour. It'll always bother me that I will never know what the hell that was. Long-time lurker, a first-time poster. My boyfriend and I moved into a new home at the beginning of the pandemic, April of 2020, and upon moving in, all boxes were placed in the garage, and the only thing in the house were the largest pieces of furniture, 
sofas, coffee tables, beds, and a piano. The house had a wonderfully lit display case, and I decided to unpack the precious items box so that I could spend the evening placing each delicate item in the display case, and then sit and enjoy it with my boyfriend. When I opened the box, I was devastated to see that my mother crow Kachina doll had lost half of her crow feathers. They were made of wood, and she had a huge feather pieces that enveloped each side of her head, a right side and a left side. Worse yet, the missing crow feathers for the right side of her head weren't with the packaging, even though I had packed her as a whole piece. I found this supremely odd, as I packed the piece myself. Even if it had broken off during packing and the move, I would have expected to find the broken pieces with the packaging but I couldn't find it anywhere. I told my boyfriend, and we both began looking in the box and on the floor for it. After intense searching, we were both completely at a loss for where it could have gone to. We looked all over the house, which was silly, because it was completely empty except for our large pieces of furniture, and found nothing. We checked the box that it came in again, and nothing. It was absolutely nowhere to be found. During this time, we were both up and moving around, and neither of us ever found it. After a while, we gave up, sat on the couch, and lamented the loss. It was a gorgeous, authentic Zuni piece, representing the mother of creation. He had given it to me for my birthday, and I cherished it. We both took it as a bad sign that... It had not only broken during the move, but that we couldn't even fix it, because we couldn't find the missing piece anywhere. We had some whiskeys, and talked of other things, and then went to bed. The next day, we enter the living room and see the missing feather piece for Mother Crow was placed in easy view on top of the armrest of the couch, a spot we were both around a lot the night before, and... Somehow, the next morning, it's suddenly just right there, and absolutely impossible to miss. Neither one of us could believe it. There is no way it was there the night before, and neither one of us had placed it there. The house was virtually empty, so it's not like it would have been hard to find. It seemed to literally appear out of nowhere the next day, and was in such a visible place that there's no way we would have missed it when we looked for it the night before. We talk about the strangeness to this day, and still don't really know what happened, or how it got there. I recently met up with some old friends and this story from 20 years ago came up. It's something I've never forgotten, and have never been able to explain. Before I begin, I want to make it perfectly clear that none of us were drunk. There was no alcohol involved in this story whatsoever. A bit of setup. I live in a small town in England. The road I lived on at the time runs parallel to the high street, with several pubs and one nightclub. Another road runs vertically to connect the two. 
think of a capital I with the lines on the top and the bottom. The local nightclub is at the bottom of the I, and my flat is at the top. It's a straight road, ten minute walk from one end to the other. This is important. On to the story. Myself and four friends found ourselves in the local nightclub at around 11pm, stone cold sober and we were queuing at the bar to get our first drinks of the night. Just before we got served, there was a power cut. Emergency lights came on, everyone was escorted out of the club. The whole town was out. It was the middle of winter, so we decided to cut our losses and walk back to mine, and then finally have a drink. It was no later than 11.45 at this point, probably a bit earlier. We started the walk back to mine. It was incredibly dark and eerie, so we did what I think anyone would do in that situation. We tried to scare the crap out of each other. The walk was otherwise uneventful. We got back to mine, and after fumbling around in the dark looking for a light source, we settled in, and I started making us some long-awaited drinks. That is when one of my friends asked what the time was. Thinking it was just another spooky story, I waited for the rest of it. I remember her voice chilling me when she said, No, seriously, what's the time? We all looked at our watches. All watches were showing 3.20am, except one which had stopped at 1.05am. We don't know if that's important, because sometimes watches just stop. None of us remember anything unusual, aside from the power cut, but somehow we lost around three and a half hours on a ten-minute walk. While talking about this, my friends and I did create an approximate timeline of that entire evening to see if there were any gaps we could fill. Some of us remember things others don't, but it was twenty years ago so I figure that's normal. We mostly recall it the same, and none of us have any idea where the three and a half hours went. The whole night was weird, but explainable up to that point. The timeline does explain why we were sober. I haven't included it due to the length, and that I don't believe any of it's relevant to the actual events, but I'll update if anyone's interested. So, this happened a while ago, but I'll always remember it clear as day. My mom had just bought a bag of oranges. Not clementines. The big, normal oranges. I love oranges, so I ate one. And then another, and then a third. I ate them at the kitchen table, and the bowl was on the kitchen counter, so... I had to keep getting up and walking over when I wanted another one. Then, I had a fourth. While I was getting the fourth, I was debating getting a fifth. I know, that's a lot of oranges. I was pubescent and hungry, so leave me alone. But, I decided, nah, I couldn't possibly want to eat five oranges. Fast forward, I finished eating the fourth orange and realized I did... One to fifth. Being a lazy person, I didn't want to get up and walk all the way, 
ten feet, to get another orange. So I sat there, bored and annoyed. I called out for my mom and my sister, and maybe one of them would get me an orange. (laughs) They either didn't hear me from the other room, or decided that I didn't need their help, so they didn't come. As I'm deep in thought, I reach out on the table and pick up another orange and peel it. It's not until I'm done peeling the orange that I realize I didn't get up to get another orange. I go, what the... and I eat the orange. Duh. I asked my mom and sister. I didn't see either of them enter the kitchen during this time, and they swear they didn't. There were no oranges sitting at the table. So, there you have it, folks. My one-day superpower of conjuring an orange out of nothing. So that was this week's Glitch in the Matrix collection, and hopefully you all enjoyed it. If you did, please do hit that thumbs up button, let me know what you thought in the comments down below, and... If you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button. You can also do things like support the channel over Patreon or channel memberships. For as little as $1 a month, you can get early access to all of my content, which is a pretty good deal. Uh, The higher up tiers on Patreon get some extra things like posters designed by myself, keychains, stickers, whatever I decide to send you. Should be good stuff. Nothing stupid. I don't send trash or anything. Or boxes of ladybugs, I promise. Um, Yeah, so anyway, let's move on to the word of the week. (laughs) Last week's word of the week was marketing. All responses are on the screen right now. Really good responses this week. A lot of them, too. Like, really did not expect that many people to respond with the word marketing. So, um, this week, we're going to do another difficult one. Potentially. No, that's the word. Potentially. P-O-T-E-N-T-I-A-L-L-Y. Potentially means in a potential or possible state or condition used to describe the possible result or effects of something. So, like a a potentially dangerous situation, or I may be potentially shooting myself in the foot by using a word like potentially as the word of the week, but I think it has potential. Anyways, I hope you all have a beautiful day. I hope I'll see you in the next video, but until then, sleep well.